Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. I'm super excited to welcome Billy Ifantis. I think I'm saying this right. Uh, who's just, uh, he's joining us to talk about his brand new album called Birds in Space. Yes, he has bird sounds. And yes, he, it's all about space. This is pretty cool. I hope you go to his Bandcamp website and go get it. You can listen on Spotify, all those places. But um, this is really cool. There's 27 compositions to this. And it's one of those albums, like on Honestly, just sit back and listen. Uh, I would say listen to it at night and look up at the stars if you can see the stars, right? If, if, depending on where you live in the world. Um, you know, Nancy and I travel the country uh, documenting parks and public lands. So we're very lucky because we get to go to dark sky parks, places where you can actually see stars in the sky. And um, it's becoming a rarity. So I really appreciate this music because I think not only is it beautiful and makes you think about what the birds are going through too, because they do migrate at night. Um, but it makes you really realize about look up once in a while and not just during the day. So welcome, Billy. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you very much for, for having me in the show. Thank you very this much. Is, this is exciting what you've done. Um, like I was saying to me, I think it's, it's, You've created an awareness for for the sky, the night sky, but I also think you've created an awareness for bird migration. I know that sounds nuts to others, but did that ever cross your mind about that you create some awareness for these two issues? Because we are losing birds right now in the skies. Um, hummingbirds are a big deal here in the United States. I know you're in Greece and Athens, Greece, but we're losing them and it's because of light pollution. And so I, I was wondering if that ever kind of crossed your mind when you were putting this together. Actually, my concept is both environmental and related to astronomy. So because I also love the birds, we have a bird in the house. We have a, a canary. So oh, okay. yeah. the last track of the album, it's our canary. Oh, okay, good. So we would say canary here. Yeah, canary. Yeah. yeah we, yeah, when we lived in South Africa, they have um, on the beach in this one area on the coast, in the Cape Coast, they have canary bush uh, bushes. And canaries live in these bushes. Like they're like giant tumbleweeds and little yellow birds are coming out of the bushes. It's cool. Hmm. And then the ostrich walked down the beach. That was cool. <laughs> but canaries, <laughs> yeah. But I think they come from Australia, don't they? Canaries? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. quite sure. But mm. you can find them everywhere. Here in Greece, they are very popular. Oh. They are as much popular as uh, uh, cats and uh, dogs. So oh. we have many people uh, owning canaries here. Oh, how cool. So the astronomy, what I, and I have to back up because not only are you a musician, but you're a music journalist. You've written all kinds of books and everyone needs to look you up on Amazon as well. Um, I was looking at you. How many books now have you written about music? So I have written I have uh, written uh, ten books about music. Wow, a and little bit of everything too. They explore music in relationship with uh, science. Well, it is connected. It is. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I have a scientific background. I am a PhD candidate in a university here in Athens. 
So I'm trying to combine uh, the scientific uh, knowledge and the musical knowledge. Mm. So I believe that they come into a common, they have a common ground mm -hmm. because both of them, they are pleasure for the soul. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think, well, and you bring up the soul and the pleasure for the soul that sometimes in science, we forget that part of it. We want to just see the the facts and the details yeah. and the experiment, right? But we forget that feelings and emotions are also part of it because it is chemical, right? So there's got to be some kind of scientific evidence about emotion. Yes, uh, both of them have a, have my maths behind them. Emotions, music, so it's all uh, math related. So it's all about uh, math centered, I would say. So it, it is related the one to the other. Ah, so then when you're looking at the stars, how does that relate in regards to astronomy to music for you? For me, it just goes, it's natural. It's just natural, <laughs> you know? So for you putting this together, where, where do you see the blending of the If two? you just uh, look up, up to the sky and see the stars, it's something uh, beautiful. Uh, if you try to see behind the stars and behind uh, the process, there's some astronomical calculations, but it's not, uh, it depends how do you see this. Mm. For some people, it's easier to just look up to the stars and uh, see the amazing stars. For other people, it is what is behind the stars. What is the mystery in space? Mm. See, that's the new exploration yes. now. You know, we still think the world was flat. It is round, people. The people who do not believe the world is round, it, it <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> so would you go to space? Uh, actually, I'm going through my music at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You need to just trip out on whatever there, way. <laughs> not physically. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I, I'm with you on that. I don't know if I need to go up there. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like looking up. But do you hope more people will understand the stars and behind that? I mean, it's so what I find interesting about your album is it correlates to what's happening now with if you listen to the music that is coming from like black holes. Have you heard some of the recordings of yes, scientific? Yes. It, I, I think it's so fascinating. And I, when listening to your album, it's like people would think, oh, it's all pretty, pretty, like Holst the Planets. I don't know if you've heard that album, uh, Holst the Planets. Yes. Be beautiful, right? But it can't always be. You have parts where you feels like you're going to go through it's almost like if you're scuba diving or snorkeling, like you're underwater and you're going to go through maybe a black hole or something. So I feel like when you're listening, it you're tripping out. Like, really, you just, just everybody needs to just listen, look up. It, this is something to take time with to me and relax with. But I feel like it's an exploration where at times you're, you're going to go through something and you're like, Oh crap, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, something could be coming. It could be an asteroid. It could be something, right? So it's not all it's not all easy up there. Yeah, actually I have used the uh, sounds from space in a previous album. I have a, a song which is called Landing, and I have used 
original sounds from Mars, actually from NASA. NASA recorded sounds in Mars. Ah. From Mars. So I have used this uh, sounds and I created a song which is called Landing. So it has I think we're talking about the same, real space about, sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're talking about the same one. So it's kind of, it's trippy, you know, when you listen to it. And it's, it, I think it also um, spikes the imagination. Is that something you wanted for listeners um, when you set out to do this? And did you expect to make so much music from this? Uh, actually, my scope is uh, to try to persuade the people to uh, explore astronomy. So mm. we all read, we all know astronomy from science fiction, but it's mm -hmm. something behind that. So my scope is that uh, even if people do not listen to my to my music, just by reading the titles of the songs and Google them, they could find interesting information about astronomy. Mm. So uh, my album has an educational and musical perspective. I think what's good about it, it's sometimes like um, people want to teach something and you need to put it into a, a nonfiction, into a story versus here's the facts, you know. And I think sometimes astronomy, it's like really cool to look through a, you know, a telescope and look up at night. But the science behind it, like like history, trying to teach history is very difficult. It has to be a story. It has. We need music. We need movies. We need the stories of the people. I think with the, with what you're doing is you're getting people to be a little bit more curious and less afraid to learn because there's a immediate. It's scientific. No, that's too much for me. <laughs> you know what I mean. So people get that immediate. You know, reaction of it. It may be too, you know too. Like they don't think they can learn science. And I think you can. I think everyone can. It's just the way it's taught. And through music, this is like a nice, easy way of getting us, you know, inspired to go and learn more. You know, I think it's good with what you've done. Yes, music and the science work uh, in a common way. Actually, the scope of my books is uh, to learn people to to persuade people to learn about science, learn about music through science. So it's the, the opposite, vice versa. Mm. Yeah. So some of my books uh, have uh, a list of records of uh, scientific books that use uh, music as a tool to educate people. Mm. Okay, so you wrote a book about progressive rock. Yes. Would you... Now, would you consider what you've done with this album? Do you, would you consider it going into progressive rock or not? Does it even uh, matter? Do we have to label? <laughs> no, I think it's it's all about progressive music, regardless mm -hmm. if it's rock or something else. I, I don't mm -hmm. think that people uh, back there, back in the days, they were thinking themselves are progressive rock stars. They were thinking themselves as progressive musicians. Like uh, what they did, Steve Hillads, uh, Tangerine Dream, Emerson, Lake Palmer, all these stars, I think they were uh, down to earth people. So they were thinking about their music and not about the label of their music. Mm -hmm. I, we do a lot of interviews, and I know you're also a journalist, you know, um, with musicians and a lot of prog rock and, and progressive music. And I never really grew up knowing that term until like 
maybe the last 10 years or so. And whenever I listen to it and I, and I bring this up with some of the musicians, I'm like, when I think of progressive rock, I, there's always it, the music it likes to build and progress in the actual listening to the music. There's a progression. But I, everyone seems to be like all the musicians and what they're writing for some reason to me feels like their common ground is to obviously love and, and caring, but there seems to be an environmental feel to almost all of them. For some reason, they're connected to space and earth and water and, you know, fire. We can have yes. that in there, but they Ooh. seem to be very connected to the natural elements. And I always ask them and I don't know if they realize that they're doing it or, I mean, what do you think? Because uh, I, I was, I wanted to ask you about that specifically when I saw what you've written and also listening to your music going, there's a progression, there's an educational tone that I always hear in prog rock. And I think you've got that in there too, but it's not um, like a teacher telling you, you will learn this. You know? No, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it op it's, like progressive rock is about opening your mind, maybe. Yeah, progressive rock is about being progressive. It means being open-minded, trying to explore things, trying to combine things. Mm. So it's not about having only a labor or trying to to play like 1,000 notes per minute. So it's not like this. Yeah, no, no form. So it's the spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think, it's yeah. about uh, thinking about Earth, thinking about the nature, mm -hmm. trying to combine uh, the virtuosity with uh, an interesting concept behind it. So it's a lot of things behind it. It's actually progressive. It's the combination. It's not. It's think. Uh, it's different thing. It's about the combination of the of these things together. Mm -hmm. The spirit. I agree. The concept, the music, and the attitude. Mm. And the spirit and the attitude. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Creating this album for you, Birds in Space, did you do all of the music? Like, tell us about, I mean, how long did it take for you to create all of this work? I mean, it's, this is, I mean, it's pretty epic what you've put together, right? You know that. It's epic. It's, this is, for your kind this is a trip. This is like I said, to me, it's epic. It, to me, you, everyone, like it, just stop what you're doing and, and immerse in, in, do you want people to look at the sky when they, they listen? Yeah, actually, it could be the soundtrack by looking to the sky. So the soundtrack mm -hmm. of looking to the sky and listening to the album. This album took me about uh, one year and a half, mm. if I remember well. So I have used the... Uh, both uh, virtual synthesizers and hardware synthesizers. So I have used uh, computers oh. and real synthesizers. So it's a combination. Oh, cool. It's about being progressive, like we were talking previously. It's kind of cool because that's what's going on in space too, right? It's like you can't leave the old. You have to still do the new. You want to go new, but you can't leave the old behind, you know? Yeah. The only way to progress is to still always keep like I feel like that's our balance like just like you know how we're spinning and all of that's going on that balance that's how I feel like music and progression is you've got to still spin with the old and the only way you can do the new is to still keep spinning the old you know what I mean 
Yeah, you cannot have a new thing unless you have an old thing. So it's about the continu yeah. <laughs> continuation from the old to the new. Yeah, yeah. This is, anybody just clicking in to listen to this halfway through is going to wonder what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're all beaming up, you know. So where did the idea come from? I mean, it is, you know, of putting this together. Where was it your bird, you know, what, what? What led you to go, oh, I'm going to, or was were you recording and then going, because like I was saying, this is epic. So did you expect it to be that epic or did you just kind of let it happen as you were recording? Uh, there was an, an original concept in my mind about uh, using uh, some unusual sounds, like the bird sounds, because in the past I have also explored other sounds, like I have experimented with, uh, uh, with, other strange machines, I could say. So my next uh, project was to to make music out of birds. Just like, a, <laughs> if I remember well, a Grateful Dead did in the past. Mm -hmm. So uh, while I was trying to make uh, music out of the bird, I found that uh, there was something unique and unusual in the sound of this gallery. So this uh, sound spiritually took me to space. So from the gallery, it traveled me spiritually to space. And then I tried to combine the space sounds and the bird sounds. Wow. So that's that's trippy. Like it just, <laughs> that's a geek out, right? That's a gooder, just nerding out with something like that. And I love that stuff because it's just, it's, all immersive, right? So when you were recording the canary, did you change the sound of the canary? Like, did yes. you slow it, yeah. speed it up? Actually, because uh, the bird is in space, so you cannot have a natural sound of a bird in space. So I tried to make a lo-fi version of the bird. So I have the original sound of the bird. I, I, I experimented with... Uh, frequencies with the audio frequencies in order to make it more spacey bird. Oh, cool. And uh, cool. while I was uh, recording uh, the bird, I was playing some keyboards. So it was like a jam. Okay. Jam with the canary. You're jamming with the birds. That's yeah. cool. Well, they say the human voice, I mean, replicates that, right? Music comes, we have no birds, where's our music, you know? That's that's an important part of it. So you're playing with the bird. Did your bird, you know, know like did they did he or she react to your your playing? Like did the bird ever look at you and say, No, I don't like that sound. I want this sound instead? <laughs> Actually, it was very happy, the bird. I'm sure. By listening to the sounds. It was like oh, a med meditating experience for the bird. Oh wow. Well, it's cool because they're hearing you know, different sounds and different music, you know what I mean? And and it's kinship too. Did you feel an energy between the yes, two of you while you're playing like you would with a band? Yeah. The most energy is when you create something. When you create, because when you release it, it's all gone. Mm. So the whole energy comes uh, in the process of creating. Mm -hmm. it, and it's weird to release it, right? I was talking about this with another artist interview. And I was talking about how, you know, you create something and that's why musicians like to perform live because it's that creative 
feeling again, right? Where you're, it's co-creative because you've got the audience energy, your energy. So there's that co-creation. But I was going, well, what about the artists that do temporary art? Like it, here it is. And then it's gone. Like we're, we're blow it up. We're going to, you know, it's, it, there's an artist who did polar bears and then the polar bear melted. And that was that. No, it was about climate change. But like, how, how does it feel to see art just go away? Like, it's weird. Like you do all this work and then it's gone. It's kind of, it's like a sacrifice in a, in an interesting way. Is that still like when art goes away? I wonder if that's part of a creative process too. Like a second, like it's like dessert. But to me, it's sad. <laughs> I don't want it to go away, you know? Actually, uh, the artist uh, feels the art when he records it, when he creates the art. But mm. the listener feels the art when he listens to the sound. So it's a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Because when you create something and when you complete something, uh, then it goes to the public and it has its own way, its own route. Mm -hmm. We all hear something different, you know? Yes. It it all means something like everybody has a different, you know, an artist will create a song and maybe have this story in their head, but whoever's listening, no, this is my story now. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. This is the magic of music because when you create something and uh, someone else adopts it or listens to it, uh, it has his, his own art. Mm. I mean, it becomes his personal art because he listens something different uh, from uh, mm -hmm. what you hear. He experiences mm -hmm. something different from uh, what you experience. Mm. Have you played the album To Your Bird? Not yet. <laughs> I want to see what happens. You got to see. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, because you've changed the sound, right? Going and making it go to space, if the bird will recognize the sound, you know? Sometimes uh, the bird hears sounds. So, because uh, while I was trying to to make uh, adaptions of the bird sounds, uh, my bird was uh, hearing the sounds. It, uh, I think <laughs> he thought that uh, we had other birds in the house as well. <laughs> oh, shit. He's like, what? What? I got but family. But he could not find them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. So in Athens, what is it like in regards to being able to see the sky? I mean, when we think about astronomers, we always think about going back to Greece. We always think about the ancient lands, right? And, and the ancient people, the, the you know, our astronomers. And, and we think about all the philosophers. And, you know, so what's it like now? I mean, are you able to see the sky or do you have to travel out of the city to see the night sky? No, no, I am able to see the night sky, and it's very inspiring to see the night sky. That's and, it. Uh, in the past, uh, I made a promotional video uh, under the sky, under the night sky. It's very inspiring. So Athens is pretty good about not having too much light in the city at night, then, for you be, to be able to see, you know, that, like in the, some of the cities here, in the states there's so much light coming from the cities and people leave all their lights on and the street lights are on everywhere and that's an initiative we're trying to fix that where we don't need to have all these street lights on all night long because it ruins the migration of 
insects and pollinators and birds and it does a lot of destruction and so i just wonder about the rest of the world if that's an issue like we have here in, in the United States, because we really do have that issue. It's getting better. I do a lot of night driving and sometimes I wish they'd put the lights back on. <laughs> you know. We used to have uh, all the lights all night, but uh, right now I think uh, due to the climate crisis, they're trying to make uh, some cost reductions. Mm -hmm. So they, they do not have the lights all night. Mm. But that's, that's good. the good part because uh, as long as they do not have the lights on, you could uh, see the stars in the sky. So you have mm -hmm. <laughs> the stars, yeah. the physical uh, light. It's beneficial. It's nice to, you know, it's and humbling. It makes you feel part of the world, yet also we're so little when you look up, you know, yeah. as human beings. It's very humbling. When you talk about, you know, the night sky, right? And that's how we see the stars. I wonder, like, we look up and we see blue sky and clouds or gray sky, whatever's going on with the weather, but it's still up there. You know what I mean? Like, it's still dark up there. It's so interesting to think about the daytime versus the nighttime and understand similar things are still happening. You know, um, the stars are still there. <laughs> it's just yeah. a different because of the sun, you know, being so bright. That's like our big bright star. You know, it's just an interesting kind of concept of looking up not just at sunrises, sunsets, but looking up and seeing out and and the stories. Is that something too? The stories of the stars, the mythology behind the stars that inspires you at all? Yeah, every star has a story, has a little or big, or mm -hmm. big story. So uh, every star is a different album, <laughs> if I could make oh, music for I see for what's going to happen with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get a different animal sound. Maybe bats? You want to do bats next? Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of inspiration, but uh, there's less time to implement all the things that I have on my mind. Ah, ah. so you're doing another album like this, or what's happening next? Uh, actually, my next album is going to be experimental as well. Mm. Uh, I have recorded some of the stuff, but I uh, have not uh, uh, found the concept yet. So the music is almost ready, almost ready, because I have to record some more stuff. But mm. I have not uh, found uh, the concept yet of the next album. And this one started with a concept, though, and then grew? So you knew what you wanted first, or did it just... Yes, because I, if, I found, if I find the concept, it uh, might uh, take me to a different direction. So mm -hmm. I will keep the songs that I have already recorded. But mm. if I find an interesting concept, it might take me to a different direction. It might record new music. Mm. Do you ever perform this kind of music out live? I mean, I, I wouldn't know how that works. Uh, the problem is that uh, most of my music is, comes from uh, computers. So mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy to reproduce what you hear because there are a lot of effects. There are a lot of stuff. There's a lot of mm -hmm. technology. But uh, in the last year, uh, I have uh, purchased some uh, materials, some synthesizers. So mm -hmm. I have some plans cool. uh, to make a different version of the album. Because uh, for someone to hear the album in its entirety, uh, it's not something that I would like. I would prefer to 
to hear a different version of the album. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's a personal album to me. It's something that you sit and you immerse yourself in. It's not um, it's not something you party to. It's something you immerse. It, it's an experience. Yeah. It's so, a... yeah, it's personal. It's not like you would go watch a, a gig and you're out with your friends and I tell everybody to shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it, it's, it's an experience. I think it would be really cool to have it like it used in IMAX theater movies, like really cool movies. I see that in with this. Do you, would you want it to be part of movies? Actually, I am in discussions right now, but I cannot make any announcement yet. Sure, good. Uh, to place my music uh, in a film. Good, 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 and good. We are it's in exciting. discussions because uh, I found a director who's interested in my music and he wants to place my music in his new film. So cool. I believe that in uh, 2024, I think, I may have some news. <laughs> That's announce. exciting. It takes a long time, huh? You know? <laughs> yeah, because it's the whole process in the industry. Because mm -hmm. you already have the music, but it takes time for the producers, for the directors, for all the people involved in the process. Yeah, and then... Make it. Yep, then I have to go to the editing room, and the editing room is cruel. They cut things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope they won't cut my music. <laughs> no, I hope not too. I think it's awesome. I think it just really belongs in a lot of movies. Like I said, because it's an experience. You know, I know that it's experimental, but I think it's experiential as well for people to listen to. And I think we need that. We need to shut out the world sometimes and just listen and experience and be one with nature. And, and this is a way for people to refocus and reconnect with nature and just kind of unplug for a bit. Listen, look up at the stars. It would be cool if people played it at star parties, like, you know, all the astronomy gatherings when things happen, you know, I think that would be cool to have it happen. Like everyone plays the music when you're outside looking up at the stars. I think that should like really loud. <laughs> yeah, it could be the soundtrack of our lives, actually. Yeah, I mean, music. it's, yeah, you could have it going and, People look up and learn, you know, when you see meteor showers and things like that, don't you want to see, like, hear the music at the same time? Yes. You know, when you see that? Yes. They say another one's coming in a couple of days. So we'll be out, out in, out in nature. So I'm hoping we get to see it, you know, and, and see what happens. And then they're seeing all the Northern lights here lately. And that would be nice to see. That would be cool to put your music to that. Like all the, crazy green and pink and red lights that would be cool yeah because the music has also different colors mm -hmm. so it's about uh, having a soundtrack a colorful soundtrack oh so that would be cool have you heard of the artist ted de grazia he's um it's well, he's, he's american but from italy um and i'll send there's a they did something on wikipedia on him he did something about art and music how the music has different colors oh, and then he painted because he's a musician he's a trumpeter and um so i'm wondering about that we've always talked about that nancy my mom and i because we're musicians too and i always feel like different colors go maybe with chakras i don't know like if you can merge it all together like the different colors according to maybe if you've gone through a different space channel <laughs> or like 
different frontier, right? And different stars. And maybe they all have colors that go with where they are with the different gases, you know? Because look at yeah. the wet spot, your cover. Tell us about the cover because yeah, of the actually, colors. Yeah. Uh, uh, the cover is the birds, as you can mm -hmm. see. And they're traveling to the galaxy because uh, the concept of the album is about birds traveling in space. So it's like uh, the start of the trip and the continuation of the trip is in the sound. So you can hear mm -hmm. how the trip goes by listening to the album. So what mm -hmm. you see is the start of the trip, the beginning of the trip. Mm -hmm. And what you hear is the continuation of the trip. Mm -hmm. So it's like a gate. If you see the cover, the cover artwork, it's like the gate to the music. I like that. I think it always is, though. All covers are like the gate, you know? Yeah. Even for a magazine, it's like, okay, what's going in there? Let's open the gate and see. I like that. It's, it's, it's really true. But then when we're talking about the colors, a lot of times everyone thinks the night sky is always the purples and the blues, right, with the white stars, but not here. So the color is different than what people would think. It's fiery, you know? Yeah, because uh, it's about space. So when you're thinking about space, everybody has a different perspective of this. So this mm. is my perspective of thinking about space. I so think it's, it's dusty. It's about energy mm -hmm. because energy comes from space. That's we get why inspired in it. We get inspired from space. Mm -hmm. So it's about the cover artwork. It's about the energy that comes from space. That's why it's red. It's hot red. Ah, from the energy, the heat. The heat. Yeah, it's, it's got dust. It's got. We got. We sent them dust up there. But but I wonder about that because they say like energy never dies. So maybe it goes back to space. You know. Everyone thinks we get buried and all our energy goes down, you know, but maybe it goes up to space. Maybe that's what's happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Why I don't want to get religious, but but why not? I'm I'm not like religious. I'm more on the science side. And I just, I always wonder, like, I wish we could see what happens when we die because our energy doesn't really die. There, there's no such thing as it just keeps circulating and i would like to see what happens like when we die like what happens to the energy like does it just vaporize up does it go back do we you know give space its energy back or do we give it to the plants and then the plants give it back to the space what happens <laughs> i believe that space is is like a mirror so we send energy and it comes back to us so see? but unless we uh, we are uh, very uh, careful about space it will come pollution to us that's exactly i think that I, you know we look at acid rain what happened it was in the 70s with acid rain yeah. in early 80s the acid rain came right back down at us and look at now you know um we've made good tracks i think for like the ozone layer getting fixed it's getting better but then look at climate change right i feel like we could pollute, pollute space haven't we already started? I think we have. Yes. Already started to pollute it. Yes. So it's uh, it's like space uh, space's revenge. So pollution mm -hmm. is the revenge of space. So we send positive vibes, we get positive vibes. Right now, as long as we send uh, 
pollution, we get back pollution. So do you think asteroids are going to be like all of our pollution is going to come back down as asteroids and get us? Do you think like maybe these meteorites that hit place? Have you been to a place where a meteorite is hit? There's um, a place in Arizona where, I mean, it's this giant hole where a meteorite hit and it's up in Flagstaff, Arizona. And you go walk around and the wildflowers are little tiny little wildflowers. There's something weird about the soil from where this meteorite hit. And so I wonder like if the pollution over the years, because I think we've always been polluting in some ways, right? Human beings, animals, all of us that have lived through these years on planet Earth, eventually it goes up to space and then it comes down like a meteorite or an asteroid and says, here, I've processed your junk and here it is back to you. <laughs> Do you think that's going to happen? So not only are we going to have climate change and the water's going to rise, but things are going to fall from the sky. <laughs> maybe frogs and locusts, but maybe it'll be the meteorites and asteroids. Maybe pollution is uh, more dangerous than the aliens. <laughs> so the <laughs> I know, right? I don't care about the aliens. I want to meet yeah. them. I think that's going to be cool. You know, I Pollutions... think they walk around us. <laughs> yeah, the pollution is going to come down. That's like so the every time they're like. The energy of pollution is more dangerous mm -hmm. than the aliens. So why should we care about the aliens when we have pollution? I agree. I agree. It's going to come down like big meteorites and big asteroids. And then, you know, you'll be walking down the street and get hit in the head and it'll be pollution coming from space. And, the, and maybe the aliens are just saying, we're not your landfill, so we're going to send it back down to you. <laughs> maybe they're up there and they're happy. They're like, we were all clean. You know, we were having a good life, but you keep coming onto our territory with your pollution. So we're sending it back to you, but it goes and changes format and it just nails us back. Yeah, I think so. See, see what your music does. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, so wow. I have to send the positive vibes to the aliens. Yes, to we got to be nice to the aliens. Here. <laughs> and throwing our trash back in our face. Yeah. Exactly. We don't want the garbage. We don't want that. So I'm glad to hear that you're writing more music and doing more experiments. Because I, I was reading you were experimenting with um, beaters, like electric beaters and things like that. So you just you record. I know a musician who records things underwater. It goes into nature and then he records it and then does, you know, experimental music like that. Um, but you're using like electronic things and recording those too. I mean, obviously birds, there's nature, but um, I record. Just... I record both uh, both physical sounds and electronic sounds, because when I have uh, an original source and it is in good quality, I can make a good quality of music. Mm. So I don't care if it is uh, uh, sounds from the nature or from some electronics uh, material. Wow, because there's a lot of sounds, and then you can distort them as you want, right? And then change them. Yeah, it's a kind of environmental perspective because uh, when you have a sound, you do not uh, take the sound and uh, put it in the car, in the recycle bin. Mm -hmm. So it's about the recycle of sounds. Mm. So you have a sound. Uh, in the beginning, you don't really like the sound, but when you create something out of the sound, something creative, so it's like you're doing an environmental. Uh, creation 
Mm-hmm. Using what like you have. Nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the sound from what's around you. Yeah, yeah. So if you someone's fixing, sounds. yeah, if someone's fixing the road and they're making a sound with a jackhammer, you can take and record that and then slow it down, speed it up, change change it, right? Yes. My perspective is, is uh, I suppose you have seen the, the Matrix, the movie, the science fiction mm -hmm. movie. So it's like uh, we live in uh, two different directions. So the music industry is supposed to be an industry that consists of musicians that they are playing electric, electrical uh, stuff or electronic stuff, or they have physical and musical instruments. But on the other side, uh, there is the nature that brings music from itself. Mm. So nature is like the matrix. Mm -hmm. It's like a parallel direction. So you cannot mm -hmm. create music only out of uh, guitars, drums, or keyboards. You can also make music out of the nature. Mm -hmm. So it's like we are living in a two-side direct direction. Mm -hmm. It's binary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how computers work. And I think that's really how our bodies work, too. Everything is like on this binary system. You know? Yeah, it, it's like a one and zero, what we say in uh, informatics. Yeah. Now that, don't go further than that with me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go listen to your music instead. I don't want to hear about all those notes, but no, I'm kidding. But I think that really helps, you know, is to listen and I don't know, there's an emotion, and you said that there's um, science and mathematics behind emotion. What do you mean by that? How can you quantify emotion and feeling? If you try to measure emotion from a, from a, a scientific perspective, you have to use maths. Uh, so if you try to measure emotion from a, a personal perspective, you don't need maths. You just right. need to think for yourself. Mm. So it's like a binary direction again. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Yep. So it's kind of like hot to cold. Yes. It's like black and white, but you need both of them. Black and white, they go together. Yeah. You can't have black without white. And you can't have white without black. They're, they're peas in the pod. You have to have it. Otherwise, of the same that's the balance. Yeah, it's yeah. the balance. It's the balance, like we were saying earlier. Very cool. Absolutely. Well, now my head's messed up for the rest of the night now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to some music. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to have to go put your album on and watch the stars tonight. That sounds good. That sounds oh, good. interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to listen to it. Um, Yeah, we're going to go through. I mean, I think we'll be out in an open place to see the meteor shower. So I'll let you know, like, if oh. we can yeah, we'll be out in the night skies. So in the next couple of days, we're looking at this. We're I don't know where we're driving across the country. So we'll be somewhere at night at the meteor shower. So I'll just look out and we'll play your music and see how it feels. I'll let you know. Oh, thank you. That's, that's see how the cool. birds do. See how the <laughs> birds do. <laughs> that's cool. You have to record some birds in the U.S. And you, yeah, you have to yeah. make a song together. Oh yeah, I'll send you I'll send you bird recordings. I think it's so cool to record um nature and a lot of people are doing that and they get those super, you know, crazy microphones like, you know, that can really get sound and what 
what I'm finding, because what we do is we document parks on public land. So we're always out mm. in nature doing that in between this, you know, and um, it's it's just like taking the photos and the photography. It's getting very difficult to hear sound without hum human life. So you could be in a park and you can hear birds, but way in the distance, you can hear cars, you can hear airplanes, you can hear helicopters coming over. So it's very hard to get just the pure sound of nature now. That's that's what we're finding. But uh, when you try to combine uh, the sounds from the city, just like the cars, the helicopters, whatever, and the nature, it's just a different orchestration. Yes. So it's like Agreed. a progressive rock song. You have mm -hmm. the distorted guitars, the helicopters, for instance, and you have the synths, the sounds from and then the we nature. Have, now we have Pink Floyd. We've got helicopters. <laughs> 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 no, it's true, though. It's, um, it, it's, I think when you record these sounds, then it, it, it's documenting history. Yeah. You know, where we are. Um, that is the sound of the day, you know, um, but it is pretty interesting. You know, we go to places before people wake up just so we can, you know, get as much quiet nature, quiet, but it's hardly ever there. It's, it's unless you go way out in the wilderness, it's hard because we've humans are, we've taken over everything. The sky is where you have more pollution than on the land, you know? So you could be out in the middle of nowhere where, you know, you have to get permits to go hike in the middle of nowhere, very pristine. You can't hear cars because they're really, really far away and our human ears can't hear them, but airplanes will come over, something like that. So it would be only the sky that really pollutes these areas. So it's kind of interesting. What well, we how do. do you use the sounds? How do you just record the sounds? Yeah, videos or, or just I did, we just listen, like, you know, you want to hear, like I recorded um, cicadas, those bugs, mm. that, you know, yeah. there was like a whole group of them and it, it almost hurts your ears. They're so loud at that point, unless you really know, like you would know what to do with the sound. I don't know what to do with it. I just go listen to that. That's cool. But <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then if you really, like, I don't know how to do all that sound stuff, but you could probably still hear a car somewhere in there if you know how to dial down. But the cicadas, when you're standing there, are so loud, all of them. It's like crazy. It feels like a bunch of aliens are going to come and get you. It does because <laughs> of the sounds. But, you know, but there's, there's, you know, and I get a lot of the, most of the sounds are from filming. So it's mostly through the camera stuff, but you can separate the sound from that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I people keep telling me I need to go get one of those microphones so I can really you know, record, record, you know, better and be more, um, you know, scientific about it because there's scientists that use those recordings too, to document pollution and where animals are, the state of animals. I mean, we're getting better at understanding what the animals are saying. You know, if this is a sound of distraught, if this is a, a sound of a happy animal, you know, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, I don't know. One day I'll do that. I'll go out and just start recording sounds everywhere and I'll send them to you and see what happens. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's very interesting <laughs> also from the sound design perspective, because when you see a movie, when you watch a movie, the most important mm. is the sound, actually, mm -hmm. because a movie without the sound, it's 
it's not like a real movie. Yeah. For instance, it's, horror yeah. movies are, are nothing without the, the sounds, the screams, or these uh, strange sounds. So I think it's the most important element mm-hmm. in entertainment uh, production. It also tells the story like, um, I was talking about the cicadas, right? Now, if they made a movie in an area that I know, and I know these certain insects or certain sounds are there, it gives you a sense of place. It's part of the atmosphere. It is part of knowing where you are. Like if you, you know, gave me some kind of animal that doesn't belong there, you've lost the integrity of the movie. You need to have the sounds Mm -hmm. like... You know, sometimes if somebody, like in a scene, if somebody steps outside at night and you hear a cricket, that makes you know you're outside at night. You know what I mean? There's certain sounds that you're going to hear outside or an owl or something like that, right? That happens. So I find, you know, the sound is really important. But there was we went to a movie theater maybe a couple years ago, and they make the chairs vibrate according to the sound in the movie. Oh, interesting so experience. Really, like, you, it goes through your whole body. And it it's really interesting. And it's all about the sound technology so that it's, you know, the way the speakers are in the chair. So, like, the different sounds will go according to the different speaker. And it's, like, created this. I have to send you that uh, interview we did on it because it's, like, the sound of the chairs, how it vibrates, where it vibrates, where the speaker is, is how you interpret the sound in the movie and feel like you're actually in the movie that you're there not you're one yeah sound is cool man yeah it's it's very important the sound the element of sound well when you were recording this this a good question actually because like i know musicians normally do like recordings like how is this going to sound in the car how is this going to sound if someone's having headphones on how is it going to sound in a nightclub so when you're doing your experimental music, does that kind of thing make a difference to you? Or is it mostly for people listening to headsets? Because it, to me, that like again, it's that immersive experience. Uh, when I record, I try to uh, to record with uh, headsets. So I'm actually trying to imagine how people would listen to my music through the headsets. So that's why I do some uh, tricks so I'm mm. trying to use some special effects in order to make uh, the the fans and the listeners uh, receive special messages from my side. Mm. Okay, so you can hear what's yeah, happening. percent. Uh, unless you you use the headsets, it's about just hearing sounds. But when you put the, the heads on the headsets on. Uh, it's different. It's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. You That's can hear what I mean. the bird it's... sounds. You can hear the synth sounds under the bird sounds. Mm-hmm. And you can hear uh, the sound in different directions. That's so what I was talking about. Yeah. 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 The different directions is important. Yeah. Because hmm. it travels you to different directions. Hmm. Huh. That's math and science again. Just say it's spiritual, not, <laughs> not science. Yeah, but it does when it makes you move, you know, and it goes, that's, um, I'm just saying how you were talking about there's always math and science behind feeling. That's an example of it because it's still how the sound waves are moving creates the emotion for the listener. 
you use the science to create this uh, movement of the uh, uh -huh. waves, the sound waves. Uh, but uh, how you experience as a listener, sound yep. is something uh, not related spiritual. to science, spiritual. No, that's what I'm saying. But the behind, the foundation so, is like here. Yeah, I'm trying to use science to make something uh, for the spirit. To move, yeah, yeah. to move. It's well, a moving you, experience. Well, it's a moving sound. Like that's that's why you know people should listen to this album from start to the end. And 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 you know what I mean? To me, I know you can listen to different pieces if you want, but for me, it's one of those experiences you put on, and then you've got the, the grand finale. I don't think we've had a thirty-minute song for a while. I mean, gee, let's go for it. You know, it's like you're in it. But that is, um, but that's what life is. If birds, when birds fly, okay, if they're going through space or even just way up high when they're migrating, they go through so much. And that's what I, I really appreciated it because I know what migration is about and how many countries they fly over, clouds, all kinds of things they have to battle. And so that to me, I know it's space, but to me, it still sounds like a bird migration for me about their journey of what they go through um, when they fly and go from place to place. And then when they think they're going to be able to land in a place that, you know, DNA has done and, and it goes through their DNA of where to land. I mean, birds will come and nest in the same backyard every year. Their children will do it and their children will do it. So it's in their DNA. Go here. Even if they haven't been there before, it's in their DNA to go land there. And then if the place isn't there anymore, that sucks. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we can't land here anymore. It's like when you know mm. you're traveling, you know you've got a clean bathroom and then the bathroom's been closed. You can't go. You need to go. <laughs> it's too bad. You know what I mean? Or your favorite restaurant is suddenly closed. That's what happens to them. And yet they go through absolute beauty as well when they're flying above looking down at earth they're they're the ones that get to see both it's pretty darn cool to be a bird but hard and it takes a lot of energy so i really appreciate it from that perspective of, of perspective of the bird what they go through because they do so uh, not necessarily up in space they might die if they do that <laughs> but up there you know so i, I think that's a makes people realize what birds go through yeah because actually it's uh, how the birds feel and how the people can feel i mean people cannot fly they are not birds but we want uh, to be <laughs> yeah absolutely but they can understand what is mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. right and so the more we can do for birds the better i'm a big i'm like People should put water out in their backyards, put it on their apartment patios, whatever, put water and shelter. You know, it's like knowing people are traveling through, you know, you we used to give, you know, food and shelter through people who are nomadic, you know? Yeah. So now we have restaurants, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's the same way, you know? So very cool. Definitely a lot to think about from your music. And and I, I hope everyone appreciates as much how much work you've put into it, you know, and it's beautiful and it makes you think. And I can't wait to experiment and, and hopefully we'll see, we'll be able to do the meteor showers and your music at the same time. I think that's going to be cool. Yeah, That'll it sounds fun. very cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your next book? Are you working on another book? 
Uh, no, actually, I'm not writing a book right now. I'm focusing on music. Okay. Because I'm trying, uh, uh, besides my experimental music project, uh, there are some stuff I'm doing with uh, classical music. Oh. Yes. Cool. Uh, actually, I'm recording a piano album. Oh. An album of piano music. So it's cool. a type of romantic album with mm-hmm. atmospheric sounds, piano sounds. So huh. it's something uh, that goes in parallel with experimental music. Mm-hmm. And I have to devote more time into doing these different things. Mm. The experimental side and the classical music side. Oh, cool. So you're putting so, the old and the new again. Yes. So it's uh, the trip from the old to the new. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's progressive. Yeah, <laughs> it it's is. progressive. As a process, of course, it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Everyone, uh, you can keep up with Billy. Uh, you're on Napster. Wow, I haven't heard about Napster for a while. Uh, Spotify, YouTube Music, Apple Music, Bandcamp, which is very good um, to musicians. And it's Billy Ifantis. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You sound it's, Greek. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Uh, Y-F-A-N-T-I-S. Uh, so Billy Ifantis, and that's on Bandcamp. Uh, he's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to Amazon for his books. I think I got all your links there. Yeah, you're all over. Yes, yes. He's everywhere. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you. Right. So- <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you so much, Billy. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It's a great pleasure to speak with you. You too. <laughs>